Hello and welcome to the podcast from the Foundation for Science and Technology. I'm Gavin Costigan and all this month we're discussing drones, also known as UAVs or unmanned aerial vehicles. With me to discuss that today is Pei Natwillai from the company Trick. Pei, for those who haven't heard of Trick, what does the company do? Trick is a, a drone software and we focus on 3D analytic for structural inspections. So we can convert a picture from drone into a digital 3D model and we can compare that with laser scanner, with CAD design drawing and use 3D AI to detect change and predict trend over time. Okay. And how have recent developments in both hardware and software opened up the possibilities of what drones can deliver? Recently, in the past couple of years, the hardware get much and much more affordable. So a lot more people coming out, building more bigger drones, better drones, and many different kind of drones. And with that also come with a variety of software that was not originally developed for drone, but developed for something else, saying what Google have been doing in their algorithms, what Facebook have been using in more like an interactive experience side of things. But a lot of those technology end up combining and become beneficial for drones. So recently, they're less and less so about are you inventing something completely new, but more about everyone now can pick up and combine things together, creating new offer, a new service very easily. So we've seen a lot more company popping up around the world in the past couple of years. Uh, and what are the major growth markets for Trick and for companies who are developing drone services? So Trick focuses on structural inspections and how we can detect change over time and predict trend in the future. And one of the key markets that we see is in the construction industry. And UK has been like, now leading the world and bringing the whole Europe's in doing digital constructions, doing BIM level four, and it's more to uh, help digitize the construction industry. And that is one of the main targets we're looking into. And lately, since earlier this year, we've seen a lot more people trying to use our kind of solutions for uh, power line inspections or cell tower. With the 5G coming, a lot of people want to start mapping the asset and having better record of what more they can do and how they can expand that system. So that's kind of like the two main things we see kind of the industry going. And what are the main advantages for construction companies using drones uh, rather than using other methods that they've used in the past? So typically they send somebody walking around on site and evaluate either problem, progress or everything. And they write things out in pen and paper technically with a couple of snapshot photos. And with any humans, that could be an error. You could miss something, you could say a corner of your eyes that you didn't see before. And with that small small error, it could cause a big impact afterwards. And not only once, but that means every single time you go and check the progress, unless you can compare exactly the same point through time, it's very hard to evaluate what the change is. So if you see one small little crack, if you see it now, in 10 years time, it's still the same size. That means it's probably okay. But if within a month, it grows twice as much, that's very significant. And having human doing this kind of evaluation, the high tendency that things will be missing. What drone bring into the, onto the table is that it allows you to scan and map the whole asset very quickly and you can take a bunch of photographs in every single tiny details. That means if today you miss something, you can always go back to your time and see what you're missing. Mm. 
And to what extent is UK industry aware of uh, the new technologies that are being developed? I think this come to awareness is very high, but adoption is a different, okay. different kind of issue here. So I think a lot of people already know what the technology could do, what benefit it could bring. Not only drone, but other technologies as well, like machine learning, computer visions, autonomous. But I think in reality, the adoptions of people who's boots in the ground both hand working on it, there's still a lot of skepticisms about whether how good is it and how reliable these things are. So even though in theory, in principle, people know it could be very beneficial, unless they actually understand, we've seen a lot of pushback from people with boots on the ground actually adopting it. And how reliable is it? We can say, we, we tell people how good is a drone. So we say, anything a drone can see is what we can analyze. So if you're comparing something like that, using your phone camera, using a drone camera, if it's the same camera, and the same reliability, yeah. but the add-on perk is that you can always go back and you can have thousands and thousands of pictures capture very quickly instead mm. of going to do it manually. In the UK at the moment, drone use is mainly restricted to being within visual line of sight of the operator. Um, what might be needed to change this and allow more remote operation? And how robust is the technology at the moment to allow that? I think the technology side itself, you can now do in beyond visual line of sight, no problem. I think the bit of add-on training that you need is people to be slightly bit more aware of other effects that it could have. Because when you see a drone in your line of sight, you see everything around it as well. When you send a drone to go beyond visual light of sight, you might see what a drone is seeing, but you might not be aware or be cautious enough of what's surrounding around the drone as well. So I think a different kind of training is needed in order for you to be careful about what's around drone, not only what a drone is seeing, but technology itself is already there. It just practice make perfect. And I think that's not many venue that let people try and test it out so that there's a lot of bits that's missing of what other thing is needed in order to get this to be actually rolling out in public. So you mentioned uh, uh, training and what do you think about the current regulations for training of drone operators? Are they adequate? Do they need to change? I look at this as comparing to you train how to drive a car. So I still believe it's bare minimum that let you be able to take off the vehicle safely and in general, making sure that you're not crashing or you know how to land, you know what to do when things happen. But I think a lot more things need to be trained on the user case of a drone. So a drone could be carrying a package, a drone could be carrying a camera, a drone could be carrying a weapon. And I think drone is just a vehicle. But I think the missing bit is training about what you're using your drone for and that should be separate in order to do that both in comparison because if you're carrying a drone with camera a lot more training is needed on how do you concern about data privacy how do you how do you treat it when you go in public areas well on the other end if you do delivery less so about what a drone is seeing but more about how you make sure that if things happen it's safer for people who are on the ground so applications with their drone is what i think the training is kind of like missing so i think yeah 
And do we need to uh, make some distinction between a drone and a toy to allow children and young people who actually it's a good way to get into robotics and get into things. Um, but at what stage are we just talking about a toy and, and when are we talking about a drone with regulations? It's very hard to differentiate that, to be frank, because you can have a small little uh, toy that's the size of your palm carrying a camera that can take the photo equivalent to like a big drone the size of a table doing exactly the same thing. So still very hard to differentiate that, but I think that's something that needs to be really looked into. Either you separate into how you use the drone itself, the size of the drone itself, but I think there needs to be a little bit more detailed differentiations to separate it out or else it's almost like you ban everyone from using everything in general to begin with. Yeah, um, that's not a good idea. That's not a good idea. <laughs> um, the, uh, the House of Commons, uh, the Select Committee on Science and Technology, recently had an inquiry into commercial and recreational drone use. And it identified some specific risks to increasing that drone use, uh, including safety, security, privacy and, and noise. How do we balance the, the regulation to address these risks uh, with opening all the commercial opportunities that you were talking about at the beginning? I think something like a pilot test would have been great. So people either let something run and trying to build up rules and law against that whatever when bad things happen or overprotective and do everything just in case something happened. But like typical emerging technology, we call it agile developments, because things change so quickly. It would have been great if we have a test bait, either like a small little like test towns or area that people actually from the industry and people who make regulations can test in a simulated environment and see how that dynamic play out. Because you could be overprotective and prevent everything from happening. Or on the other end, if you let commercial be too much, there might be a lot of things that you forgot to look into and that would damage the general public as well. So I think with these kind of things, agile development environment that let people test and try and have many different parties in commercial uh, in industry, different stakeholder in it, coming and have a play in that safe environment could have been very useful in balancing it out. And one of the technologies that's uh, discussed in that report, uh, and more general, uh, is uh, electronic conspicuity, or knowing where they are. Um, and is that realistic for commercial drones more generally? Is that technology easy to roll out? Technology-wise, it can be rolled out very easily, but personally, for me, it's almost the same as the government want to track. For me, it's like if the government want to track everybody's cell phone and where you have been, would it equivalent to every, the government want to track every single drone or where they are at the moment? So I think uh, protections and security side of things are very crucial. On the other end, to what extent that is it too much violating people, personal space, I say. So I'm, I'm still like half-half on both ends. Yeah, it's interesting. People talk about drones themselves as having 
a privacy issue uh, affecting other people, but you're right that there's a privacy individual uh, issue to do with you and where your drone is. I can, under I can understand that. Um, the other technology which I think is less controversial is geofencing and, uh, and simply uh, putting technology into drones such that they can't fly into certain areas that for all sorts of reasons, like airports, uh, you don't want drones to fly into. Again, I assume that technology-wise, that's straightforward. Straightforward, but as any technology, people can hack it. But also, you can implement a geofencing very easily as well. But that need kind of partnerships uh, from all the drone manufacturers or drone hardware. They need to sign kind of like opt in to help making geofence happen. Because if you build a drone yourself you can just kind of like overwrite all these and write a different software on top of it. So I think either regulation-wise or a combination of partnership with all the hardware provider to make it embedded in that, that you can't override that, that would have been a quite a good combination. I, th I think you can never avoid people deliberately misusing technology, but it would be great to know that across manufacturers, people couldn't accidentally fly yeah, a drone yeah. in, into somewhere. Um, how do you think the UK compares with other countries uh, in terms of its take-up and use of drones amongst industry? Per different industry, in using drones, a different uptake. So drones can be used in agriculture, in construction, in mining. And I think in the UK are very, very good in construction industry. May not be so much so in like something like mining because we don't have don't have that many mining comparing to other country. So I think it's about quite a good uptake for the UK in general and the use of drone in general um, across multiple industry. But there are other countries who's like more prominent in one specific kind of industry that the country very prominent in. Okay. And, and how does the UK fare in terms of its regulation for drones compared with where some other countries are? I think it's very good in the way that you do like training and certifications, but I do think UK could be leading other people in establishing some beyond which line of sight or how that will play out as well. So I think we have a great kind of positions in quite a good base to begin with in a drone and the use of drone in general. But I think we could do a lot more in leading other countries, leading the industry in doing something beyond just what we currently have right now. So if we get all this right, where will UK commercial drone use uh, be and what will it look like in five years time? I think if we got it right, a drone would be just another tool that everyone carry around. Like everyone now have a phone, people have camera to snap some photos. A drone could be one of the other tools that people just have it in their pocket. They can go on site, they can go anywhere they want, pull it up and use it just like that. Fantastic. Payne Atvalai, thank you very much. Thank you. You're listening to the podcast from the Foundation for Science and Technology. You can find us on soundcloud.com, on iTunes, Stitcher Radio or wherever you found this podcast. Or you can check out further details about the Foundation at www.foundation.org.uk.